That's a like one of those things you have to do at least once. It's like we're just gonna do it live. We're going live. <laughs> this is it. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's see if we. All squared. All square. All square. Okay. Man, look at that. Back again. Just yeah. Yep. Yep. Back at it. This feels. Since we had the break for the semester, we still had podcast release, but we haven't done a podcast in a it's month. True. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, it feels it's like it's been a minute. Just about a month, I think. Just yeah. over a month. So, But we released the, so kind of point man news, if you will. So we took a break from the podcast Yep. For from this part of the podcast for a month. The reason we did that was because of the point man semester, physical semester. Talked about Moses, which we'll talk about more mm-hmm. in a minute. Um, we just concluded that, was that last week? We got yep, last, that last, last Wednesday. Week, last Wednesday, Ian wrapped us up. His message is going to be dropping soon. Yep. I, or it may have already dropped by the time this recording drops. Um, yeah. it may have already It'll dropped. be a race for which one gets the first YouTube upload. Right, right. Drop them <laughs> down. Right, exactly. And so that may drop, um, and have, and have Ian out there. And then, uh, we have a point man meetup coming up. Yep. So on the twenty. First. First. The twenty first. We'll do a big catfish fry at that church cabot. Uh you can sign up for that at uh that dot church forward slash pointman our website. You can sign up on there and kind of go from there. So what if we dive into kind of the the semester a little bit? Let's yeah. talk about Moses. We're gonna do a research team. So we got a group of guys who did some research on Moses, the first like half of his life. Uh, Moses' life is divided in kind of three parts. Um, and it's the first part. We have a group of guys that are coming. Uh, we'll be doing a, a show with them soon. Um, but we're just going to kind of do a brief overview mm-hmm. and, uh, and kind of 10,000 feet if you've not gotten the chance to look through those episodes. So let's talk through it. I'm kind of excited for the research group because, you know, when you're going through the semesters, we we do different things. So we're right. not just breaking down facts about, you know, this human. We talk about him a lot. We talk about events um, that take place for him. but. Right. It's going to be cool to actually hear um, hear them kind of break down, you know, that portion of his life. Yeah, uh, yeah. a little a little deeper than than what we may have done during the semester. Absolutely. Well, it's a super interesting kind of part of Moses' life. I mean, the guy's got though it's the first fifteen chapters, I believe, which basically ends. They're going to do the or they research the unit that starts where. Moses kind of enters the story as a child. Pharaoh's killing babies and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Moses survives that. And then the, their section concludes with the people of Israel actually exiting Egypt. So mm. the, the actual exodus taking place, which I believe happens in like Exodus chapter 15 or 16. If you'd like there. more information on the exodus, well, check out the Instagram. There's a yeah, five ton, set reel yes. regarding just this section. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so five straight minutes. <laughs> Of reels. <laughs> of reels regarding exiting Egypt. That's right. The exit. <laughs> it's a big one. There's a bunch of a yeah. bunch of important stuff. And it's symbolic too, which I love. 
about kind of the story of 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 Moses is that and of the people of Israel, which is really the, you know yeah. the story. But but ultimately, God kind of saving His people, and there's there's symbolic things that to even that even show towards like Jesus, which is where a lot of people kind of draw the connection between the two is that you know the people of Israel were lost, they were sheep without a shepherd, they were all these things, and then you know God comes in and saves them, and He kind of builds this relationship with them. Then they screw it up again, and mm. then it's like this like kind yeah. of circle of God stepping in again. Um, and that's, you know, the story really of us too. It's like, I'm kind of have that same, I have that same story. If I kind of look at it, you know, through yeah. those lenses. Yeah. My initial thought about just over Moses, my, my takeaway, my, yeah, yeah. my footnote, if you will, or whatever, um, would be that Moses may be the most every man, man oh, yeah. to ever live, which is kind of like, if you break it down just from, he was abandoned. Yep. Yep. He needed it, but yep. he was still abandoned. No choice, but absolutely, um, yeah. He was a murderer. Yep. Uh, and later, he's revered as one of the greatest leaders to ever live. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. And, and the, you know, that's three huge chunks. Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. You know, all the things that happen in between and the interactions he has, the impact he has, It was. it's just very eye-opening when you break it down into pieces. Yeah. Of... You know his uh, his connection to just every dude who walks around, absolutely, and how his life is you know almost a mirror for a section for everybody, absolutely, in some way. I completely agree. Well, I completely agree. Well, and and, and you see Moses, you know, more so than I think most of the of the characters in Scripture, you see a lot more of Moses' life. So you, I feel mm-hmm. like because so much of his life is recorded you kind of get to know Moses as a person a little yeah. bit better than say like Jonah who has like six chapters in all the Bible. And that's it. Like it, like we feel like we know Jonah pretty well, but Moses, you, I think you're talking about a guy yeah. who's, who's spread across books of the Bible, multiple books. And even like the gospels where you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, yeah. and John, they're the same story though. And I mean, yeah, there's subtle differences between the three, between the four accounts, but it's four accounts of the same story as to where Moses is, you know, spread across five different books of the Bible and that's one continuous story. Like it's not, they're not retelling the same story four times. That is the whole story, yeah. you know, kind of that's how much time hmm. it took to kind of play it out. And so when I was reading through, cause I read through before the semester, I read through Moses entire story. So kind of all the way through um, his story, even into, you know, reading into Hebrews and the hall of faith and those things where he's collected there as well. But I read through all of it and man, you really get to know Moses. You really get to see there's a lot of areas where Moses is flawed and he does yeah. stuff wrong. Like there's the murder. There's also, but even on top of that in leadership, like there's a lot of leadership decisions that Moses makes, um, that are, that are questionable, but also could be, you know, seen as even wrong and are the wrong decision in that moment or whatever. And so you get to kind of see Moses react to that, um, quick sidebar. So, uh, my kids love Spider-Man, the the new Spider-Man trilogy, the three that just came okay. out. My With, kids uh, are obsessed. Tom Holland. Yes, yeah. okay. Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Did, they don't like any of the other ones, Yeah, but that one. And they Me were either. hung on Iron Man for a while. <laughs> they were hung on Iron Man for a while, and now it's all Spider-Man. Yeah. Huh. So we've been watching Spider-Man a ton. And one of the things that I love about the way that they told the story this time, because they've told Spider-Man like 10 times. Like yeah. it's, it's been done. It's been cartoons, comics. Yeah. Yeah, it's all everything. over the place, <laughs> but, and it's great or whatever, but, but like the way that they told the story, you know, Peter kind of goes from the, or Tom Holland's character kind of goes from this like innocent high school kid to by the third movie, 
he's like a superhero. Mm. You know, he's only like a year older, yeah. but he's a superhero. And it's like, there's all this weight and this yeah, pressure. I was say, like the, the yeah. expectations of exactly, one. Yeah. Exactly. And you can see it like his character physically is having trouble processing, having to be what they want him to be. Oh yeah. And I think that Moses, when you look at his character is very similar, like he's very similar in the fact that he has, I think Moses from the very beginning has this calling, this, I know I'm supposed to be doing something because that's, he pushes the Egyptian down and kills the Egyptian. You're like, why do you do that? Well, mm. Moses is like, I'm supposed to be helping somehow. Yeah. I don't know how, but I know <laughs> I'm supposed to be helping. And so he's like, he wants to help somebody, he can't help himself. But at the same time, you know, Moses really, throughout the story, you can see it with the, with the people of Israel, he struggles with being that leader. And I think having to kind of step up there's a lot of inadequacies. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety that that is in Moses, which I think leads to some poor decisions mm. along the way, leadership wise. Because ultimately, sending sending the spies into into the promised land instead of just going right. where God said. When he did that, I think a lot of that came back to he wasn't sure to make that call. You know, he wasn't confident enough in himself or in God to really make that call. And that's where I think that you know Moses' character really shows that. The wear and tear of leadership, if you will, which I think is cool. Yeah, he, he doesn't even hide it from God, though. Like, he's pretty yeah. bold to God about the fact of, like, no, I'm not the one. No, like, sure, yeah. yeah. You, you got the wrong guy. Yeah. Like, you need to go find someone else. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, without saying that, essentially what he says. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he, and, at, you know, at the burning bush, he's very clear, which some of that could have been fueled by the fact that he did kill the Egyptian. Mm. He's like, yo. And and I think that that story, you know, in, in Spark, which was week one, we kind of talked about that, talking about how, you know, the burning bush experience and, and every man has a burning bush experience yeah. at some point in your life and, and those types of things. And, and, you know, God comes to Moses and he's like, this is what I want you to do. And, and he comes to him in a pretty profound way. I mean, he, he, he's in a bush that's not, it's on fire, but it's not consumed. I would go back and check everything I've like consumed the last like three days. <laughs> like I'd if I were, some yeah, berries off that tree. Somebody <laughs> was having fun with my, uh, my coffee that morning. If I'm walking up on a bush that's on fire. <laughs> Got it all going, yeah. right? You're like, I'm questioning everything now. It's like, how did we get here? Right, something's <laughs> up. Um, but I, I, you know, with, 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 this moment where God calls, you know, Moses and he's like, this is what I need you to do. And he's sending and he's giving him and Moses starts out with, you know, the excuses are around the Pharaoh. Well, the Pharaoh, mm -hmm. the Pharaoh's not going to like me because I've killed an Egyptian, which you're like, okay, it's understandable. It's probably true. Yeah, but, you probably. know, the movies portray it. Most of the movies that you watch about Moses, they're like him and uh, like the Prince of Egypt, like him and the, the Pharaoh are like best buds. And it's like, that's not how it was. Yeah. Like the, the Egyptians in that day held in very high esteem the law and they were very like serious because they felt like that made them more intelligent mm. than all the other you know races and people that were around and so they would have held that in very high esteem it would have been a very big deal that he killed somebody yeah. that would have been not that's not cool yeah they're not yeah. like oh it's okay you know no big deal you're moses and we're, we yeah, we're you, all right moses. yeah no yeah. Yeah, no, they would not have been a fan. And so that, you know, so he starts out with that. Then he goes to the people of Israel. So he's like, well, the Pharaoh's going to kill me, which was, that's true. Right. Um, then he's like, well, the people of Israel won't listen to me, which again is coming off the same, same fuel. Because remember, after he kills that Egyptian, he goes off and talks to the people of Israel about it. And they're like, are you going to kill me too? Yeah. He's like, yo, what the heck? I did it for you. And it's right. like, there's all this disagreement there. And then finally, after God like sifts through all these excuses, the final one is that Moses busts off with, you know, well, I don't think I can do it. It's mm. me now. Mm -hmm. So he's went through all his other excuses. Yeah. And so when he reached in the barrel, the last one was, you know, I can't. 
Which we talked about that on an earlier podcast. That's mm-hmm. kind of like inside of every man. It's just that like, you know, we put all these barriers and excuses of why we don't do whatever it is. Absolutely. Um, in serving in ministry or in, in life in general. But, you know, even we, again, going back to Moses kind of being that every dude's dude. Yeah. You know, we see him having that same thought, that same conversation with himself here and with God even. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it comes up in other places in that same, in his story as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's other spots where Moses just has this doubt and, you know, the burning bush is telling because when Moses has this doubt in himself, Moses words are, I can't do it. Right. But God reframes that question. I don't, I'm not, I don't talk good. They won't listen. Exactly. Yeah. And he's saying I, mm-hmm. but when God reframes the question, he says, who made your mouth? So hmm. now what God's doing to Moses is he's putting him on the spot. And he's saying, are you really doubting you? Are you actually doubting me? Like, who are you actually doubting? Because if you believe that God is who he says he is. <laughs> all all the bush is on fire. Exactly. Oh, it's like blazing. <laughs> yeah. just like, and Moses is like, yeah, I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> I'm just not convinced. It's like, you said that thing on fire. It's not burning, but... <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm just not sure that I'm like, you yeah. know, all here or whatever. And then he's like throwing down his staff and it turns into a snake and stuff. And Moses Which is like, ah, my favorite know. part of the whole story. <laughs> Dude, I would, by far. I would, I would lose it. Messed up. Yep. I was actually, I was, I'm still reading just because I'm slow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> playing catch up. So. But I was uh, reading last night about it. And I guess I, I, I've heard that story a bunch over time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a super popular story. I thought it was awesome, not awesome, interesting. Uh, the Egyptian, the um, the Pharaoh brings in all the magicians and yep. and they do the same thing. Yep. They make their staffs turn to snakes, yep. which I was like, ooh. Yeah. That'd make you give the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, they're somehow able to copy it, which, yeah. I, which is interesting. It, it says they're able to copy mm-hmm. it. You know, they're able to do what he did or at least some cheap imitation of what he His did. His snake, the version I was reading, um, NLT maybe? Yep. Um his snake consumes theirs, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, my, exactly. My yeah. snake's bigger than yours. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Well, and it, and, it, and it may have even come down to that, you know, that they were able to reproduce the miracle mm. with a trick, which... Or give a, us an illusion. It was an illusion yeah. of what it was, what it was, which again, we don't know exactly what the details of all that was, right. but, but at the same time, it's like, could there have been like an element of like, you know, like dark magic or oh, something? Yeah. Sure. Something. There could have been at the same time, there could have been just sleight of hand. Like it was a trick. And they tried to pass it off as as a miracle, which is a whole nother podcast that we could probably talk about. I think it's, hour, but I think it's an interesting connection just back to that. You know, overall, just kind of again, every guy, every person can relate to this yeah. story and this life he lived. In that, you know, at that point, it was a literal miracle, literal, ma- literal magic miracle, sleight of hand, whatever it was. Right. There were more snakes than one in yeah. that moment. And, you know, we kind of run into that today, just in our life of where it's like, oh, well, we're following this guy and he seems to have good intentions. He seems to be making the right choices. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, we do it with politicians. Yeah, yeah. We do it with celebrities. Somebody will give us like that one hope. Like there was that whole rash of like Christian celebrities that we ran through yep, a while yep, back. Yep. And then now it's like, do any of them go to oh, church anymore? But, yeah. you know, it was like a big deal for, yeah. I don't know, six months. You know, you yeah. had Bieber and everybody who's all 
it's like, oh, we're going to follow this guy now. And then, like, the next single drops, and you're like, yeah. The Christian what? celebrity scene is a little yeah. strange. It's like, I just, I, it's just kind of funny. That's in, not that Justin Bieber is making snakes appear on the sure, ground. Sure, I was just sure. using it as like a, we do that a lot still, or we still kind of buy into this, like, I'm, sleight of hand's probably the best, or well, un, unintended deception, maybe even. Sure. Well, or even a cheap imitation. Yeah. You know, it's like, as, you know, I was on, um, I was in LA and, and when I lived in, in Los Angeles, you know, we'd go down Skid Row and on Skid Row, there'd be people selling Rolexes like all the time. And they were always fake, yeah. but like they're selling Rolexes and it looked they Close look legit. Yeah. like they look <laughs> legit. Like, you know, you'd pick it up and you'd be like, man, if you, if you held it next to a real Rolex, you'd be like, ah, something's a little off, weight's a little off. They don't look right. You know, blah, blah, blah. But honest to goodness, if you didn't know, yeah. you know, and you just walked up and grabbed it and you just looked at it, you're like, ah, I mean, it looks, it says Rolex. Like mm. it looks right. Like it doesn't look fake. And uh, you know, they'd be good imitations or Gucci bags or something. They'd yeah. have, uh, you know, it's, it's an imitation, you know, it's not saying necessarily that, that, you know, all it is is just a knockoff of the original, which so like, for instance, when it comes to our relationship with God, there's a lot of times where I think Christians in, in the general sense, um, you know, sometimes we'll try to pass off a cheap imitation for what, you know, a real relationship. So when it comes to like our relationship yeah. with God, there's times where for us, maybe we're not so close to God right now. Like I'm not close, but on a Facebook post or on an Instagram post or on, you know, in front of people, mm -hmm. I may try to pass off, you know, a, a cheap imitation of what a relationship with God would look like for the real thing. Right. Like, oh, it's the real thing. It's yeah. like, it's not, it's like, but, but at the same time, it looks legit. It's like, you know, it sounds legit. And, and that's where like, and I know this is kind of getting off topic, but like when, when you look at like the Christian the Christian celebrity kind of movement and what that looks like. There's a lot of people that kind of jump behind these celebrities and stuff. And I think they can do that for a lot of different reasons. I think some of that could be legitimate support or whatever, but some of that also could be that these people are really, really famous. Yeah. And like, that's just like kind of how our culture is. But, but the problem that you run into is that while again, you know, they're, they're doing one song with Hillsong and it's great. Mm -hmm. and it's exciting. <laughs> and everybody's like, wow, they're a big time Christian. And then, then their next single drops. And it's like, I'm picking up, you know, drugs and I'm picking up my girls <laughs> right. and we're going to the club. And you're like, that's not exactly what I thought. Where was the hill song at? You know, like, oh, how's that going to, are they going to put that on their EP? Or are you just going to leave that one <laughs> off? Like, I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do. And then, and, and like, and the, the sad part is that like the Christian, the popular Christian movement doesn't even want to address it. It almost gives like this, like, Hey, you know, everybody's got mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Mm. It's like, Okay, yeah, but you produce a song. Yeah. Like, that's not exactly just making like a little like, oh, oops. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's a whole song. Like, it was intentional, which yeah. which is whatever. You do your thing. But at the same time, it's like, let's not pass this off right. as, you know, you've had legitimate life change. Your life's completely different than what it was before. And then you're going to drop a song and it becomes something completely different. Yeah. I don't know about all that. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird space for sure. Yeah. Um, well, and it puts us in a it puts us in a strange spot when it comes to you know, I think what for for Moses when you look at his story, it, it, I, there's no like specific spot where I think Moses' life completely changes that you can like pinpoint necessarily. Mm. Um, but I do think throughout the story you see him maturing, you yeah. see him kind of changing because even like so last week, um, Ian spoke and the message was ashes ashes and and it's the final message that 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 Moses brings to the people of Israel, the final charge, if right. you will, to them. And you can hear the maturity in the story that he tells, the way that he tells it. He goes back through and he talks.
talks about Israel's journey and he talks about where they've been and where they're going. And then he tells another story and, and it doesn't make sense because th- they hadn't been where he's talking about mm-hmm. yet. Um, and so he's actually using the past to tell about the future at that point. And the people of Israel even I think would have been a little bit confused. Like, now wait a second, what is he talking about? But it's like, well, he's talking about where you're going, where you're going to be uh, is what Moses is talking about. And, and you're going to be faced with this decision, this choice to have to either choose God or not. You're going to have to make that decision. You're going to have to make it, you know, on your own. Kind of the same charge that Joshua gives to the people of Israel in Joshua 24. Um, you know, it's like, choose this day whom you will serve. Mm. And, and Moses kind of gives that charge to Israel as his final kind of passing, which I think probably inspires Joshua um, as he goes into, you know, because as soon as Moses dies, Joshua is the next leader right. that actually leads the people of Israel into the promised land. And, and when when the book of Joshua opens up, it's a conversation between God and Joshua, and God is reaffirming Joshua, which you would have to imagine that Joshua was a semi-young guy um, because he would have had to have lived through these he generations. He wasn't 100 and billion yeah, years was, old. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And so when, and Moses, but Moses would have been their leader the entire time Joshua would have been alive. And probably the entire time Joshua's parents would have been alive. Right. Moses would have been leader. And it's like, that guy just died. And now you have to take Yeah, you don't want to be the dude who follows the dude. About football coaches. Yeah, this guy was on the mountain. Like, his face was glowing. He was so close to God. And I'm going to be the one that's going to go up there and now do that. It's like, yeah, right. Did we have enough meetings before this? Yeah, I know. I don't think I've been through training. Like, (laughs) I'm not sure I can pass a background check. I'm going to have to, like, take a break. But, yeah, no, it's it's really good. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed learning about Moses. Yeah. For the last four weeks it's been good especially just the way um the semester kind of lined out like you're talking about with we had sparks we talked about that that initial like kind of kick yep for every man to yep. get going um and then we kind of split went two yep. ways yep. with blowing smoke we're talking about kind of the leader piece yep. a lot um and then kind of that impact that we have yep. as the leader moving forward you know and then wrapping it up last week with um that that final conversation that we're having with yeah. Moses. Oh, a funny, not funny, because someone passed away, but um, <laughs> yeah, nope. It was a fact that came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked actually in that message about the 120 years. That's yeah, the yeah, maximum. Yeah. And the oldest living person passed away. Yep. At 119 yep. in some days, like recently. Yep. I was. I saw that. I was like, huh. Yeah. That's what God says. Yeah. Like Genesis six. I want to say God says he's like, I'm done dealing with humans this long yeah. i'm gonna cut their life to 119 one 120 is all you're gonna get it's like man you know you look at you look at moses and it's like you know like we say we kind of we walk through this story and it's huge i mean mm. there's so much to it when you're looking at, at at exodus and then all the way through with the law and all these different things which it's also interesting the law gets trippy yeah it is tricky and it's crazy yeah, it's it crazy is. big and it's crazy wild and it's all these things which, <laughs> yeah the things that you're like Oof. yeah it's it's brutal in some areas god's very <laughs> yeah. serious and which is interesting because moses is god's instrument to communicate the law to people which was the only way for someone to actually experience salvation so the only way for someone prior in the Old Testament, Christ. prior to Jesus, yeah. the only way in the Old Testament for someone to enter into a relationship with God and and not have to endure hell would be to abide by that law without flaw from start to finish in their life. Which, when you look at the law, you're like, there's no Zero way. There's no, there's no yeah. chance. Which really is what the law was designed to do. It was designed to be a mirror to show us 
how broken we really are. Right. Not for the point of just scaring the snotty and be like, oh, you stink. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, you didn't make the team. I mean, the punishments in the law are brutal. Absolutely. The whole yeah. thing is brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. I wonder if that... It, this is maybe my ignorance, but I wonder if that's because at that time, we're still talking about really early, mm-hmm. like in history of humanity at yep. this point. So I wonder if it's the, you know, we don't have salvation in the sense that we have it today mm-hmm. post um, Jesus dying for right. us. And I wonder if it's just the, like, humans being humans after the sin is released on the world. If this is kind of coming to like a culmination of mm. like, you know, these people are bad. Like yeah, yeah. this is like, you know, when your kid finally breaks the last straw and you're just like, yeah, grounded. So you leave like yeah. at 19, you can get out of your room. Like, <laughs> right, right. you know, you reach that point where you just want to like lose it. Yeah. And I wonder not that he's God's throwing a fit here, but it's just like, he's being that dad is like, all right, that's it. We're yeah. done. Like, yeah. Go sit down. <laughs> well, and I think, I think that's, I think, I think when it comes to the law, you know, I think that that's just how brutal the standard is. It's like, Hey, yeah. look, that's just, that's how hard it really is to be good enough. You know, that's how difficult. And that's the, or maybe know, it's all soft. We become now. No, sure. Yeah. Sure. Like, where we look Which, at that now. We're like, what? <laughs> like, we're right. not, no, we're well, not cutting and, off hands. No, like. absolutely. Well, and, and, and I think that, you know, we have, we have definitely evolved punishment wise in, you know, modern society and yeah. culture with, with the ability for punishment to happen. Because, like, even with Moses, when you look at, you know, uh, when he takes over for the people of Israel, his father-in-law, Jethro, um, who Great he meets man. in the... Yeah, he's a cool guy. He meets <laughs> him in the wilderness, uh, you know, before he takes over the people of Israel, before he leaves or helps them to exit out of Egypt. He meets Jethro, marries his daughter. I think he actually marries two of his daughters. But anyway, he marries one of his daughters for sure. Um, and then when they're coming out of Egypt... Uh, Jethro's still with him, which I think is cool. I think mm-hmm. it's cool that Jethro didn't have to go with him, but he did. Uh, and then Jethro says to Moses, he says, hey, you've got to appoint some judges mm-hmm. for other people to be able to, you know, for them to be able to handle some stuff for you because you're not going to be able to handle yeah. all this. You know, I think that there was no rule of law. There was no government. God is kind of establishing those things for the people of Israel while at the same time providing a law that could be the key to that. Well, it is the only key to a perfect relationship and what that kind of looked like. And at that at that moment in the story, the Bible kind of sets up like a judicial system. Absolutely, like, yeah. Almost, yeah. Very similar to what we have yeah, now. Even, absolutely. Where it's like, all right, you've got these guys. You're in charge of 50, 100, 150. Exactly. Five and 10. Yeah, I think it's like explicit yeah. like that. And then they answer to you, and then you answer to me, and then I answer to God. Yeah, almost. exactly. And then if you don't know the answer, they come to me. Bring it up. Yeah. 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 I think that's kind of interesting the way it's set up there. Then that's like we just have taken that as kind of the the way that we do law. The way exactly. like if you were running a business, it's like there's those lines of managers. And it's like, yeah. all right, well, that problem, it can be handled by you. Yeah. Oh, you can't handle it? All right. This next level's got it. Or this yeah. next level's got it. If you pass that level, you probably got fired. But <laughs> right. Well, when Jethro when Jethro drops that wisdom, I mean, it's wisdom. Man. Yeah. I think it's wisdom for the ages. Like it's it's a very wise, you know, piece of instruction that Jethro mm-hmm. lends to you know Moses in this time. Which which some of that again goes back to those same insecurities I think that Moses had in the beginning. You know, about his leadership, about his ability. Mm. You know, because once you stop doubting yourself or you put yourself in a spot where you can't afford to doubt yourself there are a lot of times where you'll start doubting others and so when i can't 
do it to me, I'll project it onto someone else. Or if someone makes me feel like that, you know, if, if someone makes me feel inadequate, then I may project onto them that they're inadequate mm. too. And it's like, well, I can't do it, but you can't do it either. And it's yeah. like, well, that's not really, that's not good leadership. And so when Jethro suggests that to Moses, I truly believe he's, it's, it's great. It's great. Like a, a wisdom piece, but it's also the really the only way that it could be effective. Mm. You know, it's like, it's the only way that the people of Israel are going to be able to move on. And this group of people are going to be managed well because Moses is bottlenecking, you know, the system with his, you know, with his stuff. So, and you know, and that's, that was part of my talk conversation message sure, sure, um, yeah. was this, this moment. And I took it in a way of like, this is the point of, uh, where Moses is kind of charged with that leadership as, as you are the leader of these people, this is your role. He brings on men of his group and charges them as being the leader and it's kind of that point where we realize that you know us as men as point men um have a charge from god to be the leaders of uh the church our community our families and um i think it's important that we don't let that slide um at times this is a good point in the story where we kind of break that down and you know get that for the first time it feels absolutely i completely agree i completely agree well i think that's where we wrap up that episode we are right on time to be able to wrap that up so guys it's been a blast talking through Moses. We're going to bring on that research team. Yep. And then Ian's message will drop too. So be watching for that. You may have already seen it. By All now. four weeks will be up. And go back and check them out. Be rock and rolling. Sweet. All right, guys. See Take ya. it easy.